0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk Sport powered by fans.
1: Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans.
0: A strictly unbiased view on Sheffield Wednesday.
2: The world's greatest football club.
1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday Week, your Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm Vic, and I'm your host for this evening's festivities, and I promise to be a lot less sweary than I was in the last episode. I'm a bit happier this week, but with me on the line, I have our favourite bearded lady. It's James.
2: You sound, um... Uh, I mean, how do I say it? A bit more shit-faced this week than um, last week.
1: A bit more shit-faced? Why?
2: Yeah, you just sound a, a, a little bit on the tiddly side, that's all.
1: I'm definitely not, babe. I wish I was. You say I sound shit-faced. not shit-faced at all. I've got a Sam Pellegrino. Uh, no,
2: I'm not saying that you're <laughs> shit-faced. I'm just saying that you sound shit-faced.
1: Oh, well, that's fine then. Bloody hell. <laughs> So good they named him twice. It's Mr. David Davies. It's Dickie. Hi. Hello. Hi. David,
3: you hate that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Rick. I'm, I'm, I'm Rick No.
1: Our other <laughs> favourite, our sweetest treat of the evening. It's the most succulent, buttery Mr. Daniel Fudge. Good evening. How, how have we dropped
0: a, a C bomb already? And I've not even I been introduced on yet. I
1: mean,
2: um, I might just edit this whole bit out, though. Uh, And so it's just a really nice introduction where we just go, hello, 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 hello. hello."
1: (laughs) Can we start again? (laughs) Anyway, I have to say, of course, we wouldn't be in your ears tonight without our generous sponsors, the Riverside Cafe. Come and meet us for a pint on Match Days. So we're going to move on. We're going to talk about Bristol. Um, It was eventful this weekend. It was stressful. It was eventful. It was Sheffield Wednesday. James... There were a couple of changes in tactics before the Bristol game. Um, Did you make anything of those? Obviously, Fletcher had to go off injured, so we were forced to make a change early on. But the team didn't seem to panic. Was that a good thing? Uh,
2: It took quite a bit of figuring out um, as to what... Well, actually, I mean, before the game, we we completely failed in the pub to figure out what the formation was going to be, because it looked like we got about eight central defenders on the pitch, and we couldn't really work out who was going to play... Where, um, so it kind of kept us all guessing, which must have had the same effect on, um, uh, Bristol City. Uh, and their response was. <laughs> Lee Johnson to just be was doing exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, their response was just to be a hell of a lot better than us in the first half and, um, make us look like a very, very ordinary team. Um, but, you know, that aside, actually the, um, second half, the lineup worked. And I don't know quite what, what was tweaked at half time and what, what changed that, but, um, some, something changed in it and it worked better in the second half. First half, I just, I don't, I don't know if that, that formation quite worked, to be honest. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, Fletcher going off injured was a, was a bit of a blow. Um, you could tell it he, he wasn't far away from where we were when he went down. You could just tell that was he, he was gone. That it was um it was not. It wasn't good news. Um, he's not. Um, he's not a player that time, goes down
1: very often, is he? He's not somebody that just rolls around on the floor. Yeah, he does seem to just get on with well, it. You so seem to go. Yeah. It, it,
2: it gets kicked around all over the place. It's it's nothing new to, to him. Um, so, you know, he he's only going to stay down if it's a tactical thing or if he's genuinely injured. Um, and, you know, clearly it, it got a pretty bad knock. Um, at the time, Zhao coming on seemed strange. It didn't seem like the right thing to do because... He, uh, certainly for the for the first kind of period that he was on the pitch, didn't really seem to be in the game that much. And it, it felt like actually bringing a new year one would have made more sense because of the kind of the way that we're having to play. Um, but then the rest is history, as they say.
1: Indeed, fudge. Obviously, Mr Zhao came on bagged two goals. But aside from the goals, like we'll talk about the goals in a second. But what did yeah. you think of his performance if you disregard the goals? Because Jos said in his pre-match in, uh, post-match interview, sorry, <laughs> pre-match interview would have been a bit harsh, wouldn't it? But post-match interview, he said that he hadn't held the ball well. Um, He needs to do more to get into the starting lineup. He needs to be training harder and harder every day. And he said that after the guy had scored two goals and won us the match. So what did you think to the performance besides the goals? And then what did you think to the goals?
0: He's still like a, 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 a daddy long legs on a urinal. He, um, There's something about Lukashar that encapsulates Sheffield Wednesday for me. Um, you know, our fans are still in disarray on Twitter. We're still picking up points. But, you know, we're playing... Uh, to, I'll start again. To the perception of a lot of our fans, we're playing poorly. However, we're getting some decent results, you know. So it's the same with Lucas Shaw. He's, he's, he's play, to the perception, he's playing poorly, but he's getting the results, ergo getting the goals. I, um, I still, I still think he's got a lot of work to do as a, as a footballer. It's not, not a long time ago since he was on loan at Blackburn Rovers in League One to try and, you know what I mean, To try and stop them going down. Yeah, exactly. Coming back up. I can't remember what year it was. So. You know, with, with Hooper and Nando and the, and the form at the back of the season and Yuu, Jow's, Jow's really dropped down the pecking order. And, um, as ridiculous as it sounds, he's, he's played badly, but really taking his chance at the same time. It's such an odd conundrum to have. But, you know, he still essentially looks like a, you know, a rat on a hot plate type of thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> if, if anybody's put a rat on a hot plate, I hope,
1: know, I hope um, you'll be forty. Just, just so you know, we don't come down putting rats on hot plates at the Wednesday week. Um, but it's two goals, Fudge. I mean, he took both of those pretty well. The first one, I'm not being funny, but I, this could be onto the next point of Sky Red Button. But it almost seemed to be in slow mm. motion. Did you not think it? It, 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 it did. I, I mean. I, it's really
0: frustrating, actually, because I think I, I watched the red button when um, when Barry Bannon scored that absolute thunder into the into the top bins against, I think it was Millwall, wasn't it? But with that red button, you don't get any replays, do you? And you kind of want to watch it and go, did that happen? Did, I, did that happen in the real time? You barely like, get was it, to see the game on like?
1: the red button. Like, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: it's shit, is it? But, but yeah, you're right. It did seem like it was in, in slow motion. I thought he took it well. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, there's there's another 89 minutes of crap football like <laughs> to, to play as well.
1: He did, so, yeah. Um, yeah. I think he took I, I, them really you know, well. I think he but, took both goals really well. But I think we have to remember as well, obviously, he's gone straight into the championship team of the week from that performance. So... You know, it can't, can't have been that bad. Are we all being a little bit over-critical, do you think? Do you think that's the problem with us now? Like, we've almost got, like we've said earlier, everyone says we're playing shit, but we're still picking up points. But rewind three years ago, would we have been saying that we're playing well at this standard now? That's the thing. Uh, have we got too comfortable again? Are we just being Sheffield Wednesday fans?
0: I think we are. Like, James, James and I have spent, Two, three years talking about quality of football over results and all this sort of thing. For some reason, under under Joss, I've really jumped into Camp James. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <Where's> his, there's <laughs> a sentence. Oh, you are yeah. calling Camp
1: <laughs> James hey, is in Camp?
0: <laughs> I know. at me. Like, but but I really have. Like I I I've become very aware of Joss's game plan. I've become very aware that he's um. He set himself up to um, to get the result and grind out the result and play to, and the, the square peg, square holes, and, and play people where they can and stop the goals going in. And that's the way we're set up now. And but because I've I'm convinced of his ability by taking uh, it was was it Stuttgart he took up or her to Berlin? It was Stuttgart, wasn't it? Knowing that he's played that type of football in Germany and it's been successful. We've just got to stop and we've got to go, hang on a minute, this guy's not playing what we perceive to be good football. But at the end of the day, when it really boils down to it, like James said to me for two years, if the results are there, who cares?
1: And you have to look this season as well, obviously. We've played against the likes of West Brom and a few others. And we've talked about it before, but they've not looked that outstanding compared to us. You know, we've matched up as well as we can do on our day and it's, it's almost like it's the Sheffield Wednesday of old, isn't it? You put us against Chelsea, we'll play. You put us against Accrington-Stanley and we'll stand back. It just it just seems to happen. But um, just <laughs> moving on from that, like many other armchair supporters, uh, Dickie Owl and I watched the game in the pub on Sunday oh. uh, on the Sky Red We bus. did, we did. I say we watched the game, Dickie. We missed um, quite a few yeah. chunks of it, didn't we, as the camera did its own thing. It was
3: pretty Yeah. Whoever, wasn't it? Whoever was, did you, 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 you remember when, um, the referee gets injured at a match and the, they, they drag out, you know, they did it at Hillsborough. <laughs> there was always what the same guy that came out the stands, a big tall guy with a bald head. He was out to be the, the fourth official. <laughs> I think literally a cameraman, the cameraman had like, you know, fell up a step and, you know, injured his knee and, and they'd asked for some, you know, is there, like, is there a, is there a, a professional <laughs> cameraman <laughs> in the cameraman stadium in the and some 12 year old boy had got <laughs> hold of the camera? And just, it's had to swing on it for an entire game. Um, and we were watching the stand roof at the We were. And it was just wooden and shit <laughs> It as was
1: hell. awful, wasn't it? But the thing is, though, what I want to know, right, is because if they weren't showing it and they had the opportunity to show it, we would all be moaning that they weren't showing it, wouldn't they? But should they have got it right before they started <laughs> showing it to thousands of people on the sky red button? Because it just, I mean, there were, what, Fifty of us in the pub on Sunday, and it was just comedy, wasn't it? We were all just laughing for most of it. It yeah, was just. I, th-
3: yeah. I think anybody that did watch it on TV on the red button got exactly this. There was, you know, it was. Um, it, it certainly lit up on Twitter about the uh, the cameraman's inability to be able to use a camera, which is kind of, you know, would have thought would the first thing on his uh, on his CV. Yeah,
1: yeah, you would think. My favourite thing know. as well that Eddie pointed yeah. out was the yeah. half time graphic. That was like, it looked like a migraine was telling you the current score.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you don't get replays, do you? You don't get anything on it. It is what it is. It's just a one-camera, one trip, pony with some some guy commentating. So I yeah, guess what it is, what it is. It's better
2: than not seeing it at all.
1: It is. I'll be honest. It is. I mean, if we all lived in Spain... We can I, can I mention
2: following. the... Sorry, go on. Um, obviously, I, was, I didn't see the red button thing, but I have watched the highlights back on the official club... Uh, youtube channel and i don't quite know what's happened there and i don't know if this is um i don't if they're people that i'm just not aware of or something but they appear to have just pulled two people in off the street to do the commentary on the uh the highlights this time around has anyone listened <laughs> not to watched it, it.
0: yeah but that? yeah but some people could say that about john pearson uh, you know what i mean every time well, at t- least we t- know who john pearson is, is you know
2: we yeah <laughs> fair, fair enough yeah but i don't know who either of them are and it's just it's random who did we? Who did we have? Yeah. Do we know anyone? It could it have been just, Jamie
1: Carragher or somebody. Else. Mm. It's, it's it's Stephen Treves same... from the
0: new Barrack Taren. No, you know what I mean? Just, it's, it's just all the same guy just... that was
2: on camera. <laughs> but he, uh... anyway, what <laughs> you just call it? The new Barrack Taren. What's what's the new Barrack Taren? Um,
0: I, I'm going to blame some internet issues there, as opposed to the fact that I fucked <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, ah, <right. laughs> <laughs> connectivity is issues. Bloody, uh, let, yeah. bloody
1: rubbish. Anyway, but, um, if you look at the stats from Sunday, the referee tree seemed to be a little bit trigger-happy because we got five yellow cards on Sunday compared to Bristol's one. But strangely enough, Anonymous didn't get one for the penalty. So what did you make of that decision in general?
0: Um, I thought it was Stonewall. I didn't, you know what I mean? I, I <laughs> Again, no replays. You don't. You only get to watch it once, but you have to go trawling through the internet to find the internet itself. But I um, I I I just thought it was a penalty. I I I don't really have much to say about it. I, I I thought, but I I tell you what, I did notice that when I was looking through to find the incident and replay it a few times and that sort of thing, I noticed that Bristol City seemed to get a penalty against us like once a season. They always seemed to manage it. I mean, I, I don't know if you remember, there was one. I think it was about two years ago where. Uh, they had one against us, missed it. And then when Gary Hooper started drumming up the field, he got absolutely clattered and a player got sent off. I thought, you know, they always seem to get a penalty against us. So, um, you know, why break a habit of a lifetime? And and probably I almost saw the stats and went, well, it is Bristol City. I better get, I better get one better away. Better
1: stick a foot in.
2: <laughs> but should yeah, it have be, been a booking? To be fair, just like, to get three points. Should it
1: have been a booking? If he's going to book five other players for doing literally nothing... Should that have been a booking? I don't know. He
2: was an idiot, though, wasn't he? That he, he
1: was ridiculous.
2: That I don't know if he was the same watching it on the on the TV. But, it, I mean, it was like every single decision went against us. We were playing against a football team and a referee on Sunday. That's how it felt. It just felt like every single decision that, that he could give against us, he, um, he, he did. So, um, you know what? It, I guess it happens, doesn't it? And you just get those games where the referee just doesn't seem to be kind of up with kind of what's going on or just doesn't seem to be seeing the same as the rest of us. But that said, I was chatting to some Bristol City fans afterwards who really disagreed with, with, with me saying that he was um that he seemed to be really have it in for I us. Think so sometimes- I don't know. I mean, you know, we got, we got- <laughs> How got weird though, isn't it? How weird. Is
1: that? <laughs> no, but I think sometimes, James, I think you're completely right there, because I think the season that we got to Wembley um, we were all talking about, you know, if it hadn't been for referees, would have gone up automatic and blah blah. And I think sometimes it's, it's, you know, when you're playing teams at the same sort of standard as you at the top of the table or top half of the table, that does seem to happen a lot more. And it happened with Leeds on the Friday night as well. Um, it just seemed like the referee was giving a lot more against us than for us. But then again. We've said this a million times. We don't complain when the referee gives everything for us and not against us, do we? So it probably evens itself out over the season, but it was a pretty frustrating...
3: I think he was was equally bad for both sides. He just didn't let the game flow. It's a contact sport. It's that old line, isn't it? You know, that old... um, He just didn't let... You know, just every kind of tackle or anything he just blew up on, which was just... It just doesn't make a good game, is it? Yeah. It doesn't get ebb and flow. No, you're
2: right. He, he was he was a knob, wasn't he? He really was a knob, and it, and it just spoiled yeah. what should have been. <laughs> Certainly, second half should That's have a been a good game of control. The it? referee was like... <laughs> I, the referee was just stood there going like, I'm going to be centre of attention. Everyone look at me. What? <laughs> Who do we know... Had no. I
1: have been there, <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... <laughs> So, talking of the referee, obviously, we then ended up with seven minutes stoppage time. Now, 2-1 down, away from home, given what had just happened at West Brom. Seven minutes of stoppage time set up for a proper grandstand finish, didn't it? But there was to be no repeat of Tuesday's collapse, was there, Dickie? We managed to hold it. How nervous were you for the last ten minutes of that game? You were counting down, like, by the second. It's
3: every bloody game. It's like, it's the Wednesday way, isn't it? Like, Matt and his... um, his, his film called, called it the Wednesday way. It's just the way we do it. We just le- we always, it shit your pants last 10 minutes and last, as it turned about 19 minutes for the last 10 minutes, uh, on, uh, on Sunday. Yeah. It just, oh, it drives me nuts at times, especially the West Brom game. But yeah, it, it uh, it didn't, it, it, it all turned out all right on Sunday. So, you know, it, it makes really a did
1: feel like, oh my God, we're going to Wednesday up, aren't we? That, that honestly. It was that last 10 minutes was yeah. just awful. But, I mean, we held on. We did very, very well. I think Liam Palmer especially was outstanding in the last sort of five minutes. But it was just...
3: Ramon.
1: Ramon. Ramon was nowhere to be seen on Sunday. It was Liam Palmer. Um, but, yeah, I've got no nails left right now. Um, it was it was an awful ending to the game. Mm-hmm. And I actually said in the pub, and I didn't realise I'd said it out loud until everyone went, oh, yeah. And I said, I don't know why I watch it. I don't enjoy this. This isn't fun. This isn't a fun thing to do on a Sunday afternoon. This is horrible. This is a horrible way to spend
3: it. wasn't fun going out with me on a Sunday no. afternoon. Thanks, Vic. Never Thanks. Is, Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Anyway,
1: whatever. on a better Thanks. note, lads, we are into the playoff spots. So where's everyone staying at Wembley? <laughs> Where should we go? Should we stay at Covent Garden? Have you booked, have you booked your yeah, I yeah. do. Should we stay Covent hmm. Garden? Or should we do Bloomsbury? Where should we go? Should we go see a show while we're there? Oh, the excitement.
2: No,
0: <laughs> James, did that you do a football-based comment
1: there?
2: <laughs> uh, I just said, um, ask, ask me at yeah,
0: Christmas. That is true. Oh, oh yeah. You've, you've not oh, the yeah. so yeah. same. Okay. No.
2: Yeah, and if we're talking about it being great, the West Six now, then Sheffield United might as well book their up um, top bus now, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think my I point think, being that I who's playing in the league have. right now? Means nothing.
0: Yeah, of course. You know what I mean. I, I think it, it, it's far too early. We've only been playing what eight weeks.
1: You know it's what I nice mean. It's though, it? it's Although, toxic.
0: if you're an Ipswich, it, it is nice. But if you're an Ipswich fan, you'd be shitting yourself. It's nice to say it doesn't matter at this time of the year. You know what I mean. But if you were down the bottom end, I tell you what, Norwich are doing all right as well. But like, like James says, it could all fall to shit. No, in no, two no, I'm weeks. I'm glad you're all so positive. Um, you know. I, well, we know we know how much it can uh, how yeah. much it can hurt. I think um, I think somebody did a meme earlier on saying, "Quote this with the most um, boring game of football you've ever seen." And I think somebody uh, quoted it with the uh, the away tie uh, at Huddersfield in the playoffs last year, year before. Oh God! Uh, oh, okay. I'm still no, angry about yeah, it. I'm still mad about yeah. it. I'm still, I'm still we we
2: it. nearly came to blows about that. Um,
0: well, yeah. bloody. Hell.
2: The one thing that the one, the one good thing is that we've got the Leeds collapse still to look forward to. Whatever happens, wherever anyone, anyone ends up at the table, we've got Leeds falling apart again to look forward to. So, uh, that should put a smile on all our faces. Exactly,
1: my love. And of course, we're not going to go into great depth this week about the Borough game because one, we'll just wind up Eddie and he's poorly enough as it is. And two, we've got shitloads of free time over the next few weeks to talk about it. So instead, I will just say now, come over and see us in the Riverside Cafe on Catchball Lane before and definitely after the game on the 19th. So, chaps, goals and nominations. Mr. Adam Reach has been nominated for the players' fans, uh, sorry, for the PFA's Championship Player Slash Man of the Month. James, have you voted? Do you agree? Is he the man of the month?
2: I like um, nominations, by the way. Thanks, I quite I enjoyed that. I thought that level. was a, it was a nice,
1: yeah, it had a nice sound
2: to it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, I've not voted because he'll win, so there's no point. Oh, um, oh, oh think... don't
1: say that to be an election point, my friend? Because I swear to God, if you do, and then moan about this is, Brexit, this is this is Brexit <laughs> all over <laughs> again, isn't it? That is Britain this budget.
2: Okay, look, we we we. We have this conversation every single time when a Wednesday player gets nominated for something that is voted for by the public. And we all uh, acknowledge the fact that they'll win because we've just got more fans with nothing better to do than vote for stuff on the internet, which is brilliant. So um, we always win these things. I mean, you think about the playoff final season. We won goal of the month every flipping you month. deserve it, we? So, um, so, yeah, I mean, I... I, I I deserve the show. You're quite right. I, I suspect that Adam Reach will win. I will vote for him. I've just not got around to it yet. And um, it's one of these interesting situations whereby he didn't actually win our Player of the Month, did he? But um, is nominated for the Championship Player of the Month and will probably go on and win it. So um, I'm sure it'll be a fun conversation between him and Matt Penny in the pub as to who actually oh, had the I better month. Being
1: in that pub. Do you think he deserves it, though? Because obviously, like, we're looking at the two wonder goals. Like, let's not forget those two absolute wonder goals. But do you also think, James, do you think that has put the spotlight on Reach for future moves or potential bids coming in for him? Are people paying attention to Adam Reach now? Because when we first signed him, if you remember, I think we were all quite frustrated because we knew how much we'd spent. We weren't really seeing the best of him. Now we really bloody are. Um, do you think that has put the highlight on him? A, a Premiership team's going to be looking at him?
2: Possibly so. Um, I, you know, I said, I think it was last week or the week before, I said that I, f- I fully expect 12 months from now that Adam Reach will be playing in the Premier League. Um, and if that's with us, absolutely flipping brilliant. But um, regardless, I, I still expect that he'll be playing in the um, in the Prem. Um yeah, I mean, look, the, uh, the, uh, Reach has not had a bad month and, and obviously he scored two, uh, I think he assisted for two as well. Let's not forget as well, though, we had the Forest game in there where he had a really ineffective, um, game and, and looked really, really poor. So, um, you know, he certainly had an up and down you're month like and I think awful this, this teacher, is one of the things. With, of those teachers with,
1: with, goes, I know you've got an A star, babe, but you spelt there wrong. Right, come on, give the guy a break. No, well, th-
2: well, there's a point coming <laughs> if you're going <laughs> to let me, um, say it. The thing with Reach is that when you get him in the right position, he is an incredibly effective player Um, but I I mean we kind of signed him as a little bit of a versatile player didn't we we actually it's weird now looking back that we we played him as a fullback for so much of that first season when he was with us because we just couldn't fit him in anywhere else Uh, but I think now we've learned when you get him in in the right position with the right players around him he's incredibly effective but if you play him a little bit out of position you you put him in doing a job that he doesn't fully understand he can be a bit anonymous Um, so I guess at the moment, I just wonder whether or not Premier League teams might be looking at him thinking that he's maybe just got a little bit more learning to do just to kind of improve that kind of versatility to allow him to kind of adapt to having to do different jobs a little bit more or something. I don't know. That's just a a thought in my mind that, 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 that might just put, you know, some Premier League teams off making a move in January for him that maybe needs a, a little bit longer learning at, at championship level. But um, no doubt he's had a great month. And um, if we can keep him in the form that he's in now, and certainly with the confidence he's in now, then that's brilliant. Just one note that I do want to add to this, which is it's so predictable. But to every Sheffield Wednesday fan that shouted, shoot, every time Adam Reach got the ball, even on the edge of his own area on Sunday, it was funny for about five, 50 minutes. It's not funny anymore. Stop it. I must admit, I did
1: do that every time he got the ball in the pubs. So anyway. This month as well, we've had another nomination. We've had Charles Hagen from our under twenty-three squad, I believe. Um he has been nominated for hold on, this is a long one. The League Football Education Goal of the Month award for September for his strike against Crystal Palace. Has anyone seen that? Can anyone comment? I mean, I watched um I clicked on the link that Sheffield Wednesday tweeted and it was like a full match. I thought, oh bloody hell. I'm not watching all the way through this to see a goal. I just voted anyway. Have you seen it?
3: Oh, you see, I've got it running on the screen now.
1: But it's a 5-0 um, win. T- I don't want to... It does
2: sound like it, it, should, oh. it should be a, should be a, a
1: character Charles in like Hagen.
2: a Victorian play yeah. of some sort. Or like,
1: or, Charles or like Hagen. A, a reporter. Or an MP. Charles Hagen. Probably, for the probably a
2: conservative. The conservative yeah. MP for Didsbury, Charles yes. Hagen. I can imagine that. I think it sounds
0: like one of those... Do you remember the old fas, Fascio sketch where the guy goes, I'm Edwin Fester. Charles Hagen. You know what I mean? Yes. And, then, and then later on. I'm Charles, I Hagen. His mate's no, him like Charles
2: Hagen is it's kind of the opposite name. It's the opposite name to Dan, <laughs> Dan Fudge. Dan Fudge is such a working class name, isn't it? Such a down-to-earth, you know, what you see is what is is you get named, Dan Fudge. Um, and yeah. then you've got Charles Hagen, yeah. it's like the opposite of you. I think he's like <laughs> your arch nemesis, Fudge. It always
0: reminds yeah, me yeah, of yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, There he is with his perfect teeth and his store-bought haircut. <laughs> Can you remember when we first signed David
1: Prutton from Leeds and he was like rough as... And he was interviewed on Radio Sheffield, and they were like, so, Dave, like, how did today go? And he went, "Um, excuse me, it's David Bretton. And I was like, oh, I like him.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you what. Fair play to David. Bloody Brun. good He's as a punter. Uh, punter it's he? really actually, good. Yeah, yeah he He's actually really surprised me because yeah. he is a, a proper shit kicker.
3: while well, 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 you've been rabbiting, I've, I've watched the, the oh, one yeah. minute thirty-five highlights and seen the goal and it. it, it yeah, well, sorry, just, we
0: were for like <laughs> I know before, you were. I've watched it in the
3: end. meantime. I wasn't wasting you. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you were feeling, I mean, you've, you've done very well. Was it any good then? Is it
1: worth
3: a Yeah, he just he, he stabs it in top corner. It's, a, it's all right.
1: Oh, it's a young lad just trying to achieve I, his dream. I, I couldn't
3: do it. No, I could knew you, to um, be fair, but, you know. A couple of players in top corner. of
1: nominations this month, um, one thing that did come out that was a bit of a shocker, to be honest, um, the Ball and Door nominations have come out, and um, Adam Reach isn't up for it. So make of that what you will. that's... Shoot. A little bit of shit, to be honest.
2: James, <laughs> I'm going to hand
1: over to you now for your true little shit, bit that. of the show. Because uh, you, my friend, hit an all-time high this week. You got quoted by Accidental Partridge on Twitter. Tell me a little <laughs> bit more about that. What have you discovered?
2: Yeah, I did. Um, the thing is, it wasn't particularly accidental. Um, so, right, this is the, the picture of the scene. So it's a three-hour train journey to Bristol and um there's me and my friend John. Now, um our friend Kieran that was supposed to be with us, he pulled out at the last minute. He couldn't go. And Mark, who normally comes with us, he was driving. So it's just the two of us. It's a bit of a long journey. Um And you have a couple of beers, and, and what happens is that the conversation gets a bit random. Somewhere along the line, we came up with a concept for a new TV sitcom, which basically consisted of um, Joost van Aken and Alman Abdi, running a BNB together called the Vim Yonk Inn. Um and the joke being that it's always closed due to staff sickness. We we later decided that um it would be decorated in the style of a North Korean palace, although that's um that's not really particularly relevant. But anyway, yeah, so what actually happened was that this prompted um uh, just an amazing conversation on social media um and some of the replies were absolutely Flipping brilliant! I loved them. Um, So I've gone through. I've got
1: some of these.
2: I know some of these were brilliant. I'm really sorry, right? I I went through them. I tried to get it down to a shortlist of ten, and I failed. So it's a shortlist of twenty. So you're just gonna have to grin and bear it because some of these are just too good to not mention. So here we go. So first up, um, gotta mention Cy of North York's Owls fame, uh, whose concept for his Wednesday TV show was long lost family ties. So it's Jermaine, Reader, Roger, and Michael Johnson (laughs) enlisting the help of, enlisting the help of Davina McCall to prove that Siggy Johnson is a long lost relative. Um, he came up with another one as well. (laughs) We came up with another one as well, which was Quantum Reach, where Adam Reach is sent back in time to fix shots that went into Rosed. Thought was good. Uh, right, Jim Capel. Uh, so Jim came up with Penny for Your Thoughts. So the young fullback visits correction facilities across America to discover just what exactly motivated <laughs> the prison to <laughs> carry out their atrocities. Jesus, Christ. A heavy. <laughs> he's a, God he's um as ever, as ever, Montague Dangerous got in on the act, so a couple Montague from
1: Dangerous. Um, oh my god.
2: From from him. And another Matt Penny one. So he came up with In for a Penny, In for a Pound, where Matt Penny visits council car impounds for vehicles uplifted for inconsiderate parking, speaks <laughs> to the workers, and reviews the uncollected vehicles prior to setting the auction. Um he also came up with <laughs> Morgan Fox starring in a programme called Fox in a hen house, where the lovable fullback tours the UK, looking at the changing face of poultry farming in anticipation of Brexit. Brexit. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> <Christ>. we've got. <laughs> We've got, um, I'm actually, I'm crying a little bit as I'm reading these, but I'm managing to hold it together. We're doing well. Uh, hi to Rob Mitchell, who came, came up with All Roads Lead to Norwich, uh, where an eloquent 28 year old footballer invites you to join him on his daily commute to Norwich. You see the sights of the M1, A1, A17, and A46 in this gripping new travel documentary. You
1: <laughs> uh, got, got, uploaded uh, with it of just Jordan Rhodes in no front titch, of you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 did. Did. It's the research is done it's to actually been one get of our favourite things that has ever happened on our Twitter, honestly. It's made me laugh all
2: day. Uh, uh, i I've got plenty more. So a couple here from Andy McElwyn, who is a big friend of the podcast. Uh, Game of Thornily. A youngster is entrusted to get all seven kingdoms of Wednesday fans to come together as one. However, he faces upheaval an hour before kickoff as Dave from Pitsmore moans about the team selection. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that. That's so good. Um, he also come up with... Waterloo loads um, where, uh, from his lofty position on the bench, the striker, whose golden touch has long since left him, um, takes things, uh, all, th- talks all things Southern Rail. So the 843 from Brighton <laughs> got in a respectable 1107, said Jordan. As an example, uh, right. What else we got? Uh, my friend, my friend Adam Nicholson, uh, who I do the beer podcast that I do, I do it with Adam. Uh, he came up with a Hearst for Knowledge, where George Hurst goes back to school after realizing he's balls up his football career and needs to brush up <laughs> on his academic. <laughs> Uh, Gary, who is also known as Boz, came up with, uh, Joe, you know, a lot of these are Matt Penny related. He came up with Every Penny Counts, where a boy is sold into slavery to keep his parents' mortgage intact. Um, <laughs> what else have we got? Chris.
1: This is awful. Uh,
2: big hi to Chris Holtz of Sheffield Star fame, who got in on the act as well. Uh, he came up with Woods for the Trees, where Chris Woods, Joins the Sheffield Street tree protesters in their battle against felling. <laughs> um, Can you imagine? I've got, with just a little yellow ribbon? <laughs> I've got about five left that I want to mention. Actually, I've got way more than that. Uh, Steve Marples. I'm... Steve's show is called Thank Your Lahuke Stars, where a mild mannered <laughs> middle manager. Mild mannered middle manager is transferred to work in a foreign setting, leading to rib tackling language and cultural issues. Um, David Rayner, can he win it all? Sam Winall takes three years away from professional football to see if he can win every TV game show on the planet. <laughs> Just
0: imagine what Gary- price <laughs> is right.
2: That's great. Uh, <laughs> Gary-, Gary Cairns came up with. Uh, zhao Xiao's been framed where Lucas Zhao video. is sent is sent down for life for a life he, uh, for a crime he didn't commit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that took a <good laughs> turn. Is, I wouldn't <laughs> expect Lucas
2: Xiao <laughs>,
1: laughs at
0: funny like videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lucas Xiao <laughs> Lucas Xiao gets shown no. a mucky video of, of epic fails no. by Attin No. No, what he, what he does is <laughs>
2: Gary Gary went really dark he went really dark uh hi to Matt Ward Hector the protector where Michael Hector swaps his day job to become a celebrity bodyguard I like that one uh we've got another Adam reach one from Adrian uh, Adrian Smith reach for the stars where Adam reach travels around famous celebrity homes with an Argos telescope teaching them about astronomy and how to spot the difference from a shooting star and an aeroplane um incredible Adrian also. Also came up with, um, I love the name of this, Bullen, a China shop, where a middle aged Scottish <laughs> legend travels the country visiting charity China shops looking for 17th century Ming vases to sell at auction. <laughs> that
1: one absolutely <laughs> I'm not that. killed me this afternoon. Like, I was sat awake and, like, I don't obviously like go on my Twitter awake, but I have the odd thing that pops up on my phone. My phone was on my desk and that one came up and I literally went Rah! in the middle of the office.
0: <laughs> not... I'm not having Can that one. Can I mention I'm not having old? that one. There is no what? way that Lee Bullen is middle aged. He he's a lot older.
2: <laughs> Bullen in a China shop, it's so good. Um my favourite one, the one that really made me laugh on um, Sunday came from the the Hoppy Hopper um, who came up with a show called Mary's Prayer, where Scottish band Danny Wilson um, and the football had <laughs> the same name and appointed manager of a lower league football club, they subsequently do a better job than Danny Wilson. Um, that was my favourite <laughs> one. We, um... tell you what,
0: that, that, is, that is an elaborate one, that one. Mary's Prayer. And, and even then, I, I even know that song, I didn't know where it was going. That's, uh, that's <laughs> clever.
2: That one. And that's that. only a selection of them. There's loads more on Twitter as well. And they were, they were just so superb. And that was the absolute best of our fan base. So well done.
1: Absolutely. I tell you what. Actually,
0: um, speaking speaking of Twitter, um, I thought that won the internet for me uh, last week or or the, the last few days until Lee Bullen yesterday, and uh, I don't know if you saw this, but um, somebody uploaded a, a a video of Liam Palmer doing a Wayward Pass, and you know how was he getting away with it, and uh, and somebody somebody tweeted it to Lee Lee Bullen saying. Uh, you know who's taught him that? What you know? What how is he getting away with it? And Lee Bullen went. It's probably Cameron Dawson's fault, <laughs> which I uh, which I
1: <laughs> really that enjoyed from Bullen. Yeah, he <laughs> has no holds barred, does he? He still owes us an interview as well. By the way, we bought him a shandy, so. Anyway, gang, I've got my other little bit of any of the business tonight, and it's a bit of non-Wednesday news, but I wanted to mention it because it was an amazing story that I've read online. I just thought I should share it with you. So bear with me, uh especially you, Dickie, the Welsh one of the group. But there is a team called I- – I found how to pronounce this from someone at work who's half Welsh, so bear with me if I'm not right Un- – Unuswi Welfare, um, who, due to an admin error – Bless you. Uh, Their youth team was called up to the Welsh FA Cup, um, which and they didn't, in fact, have a youth team. So they took social media and they put a call out for players. They were inundated with responses from people as far as Essex and Northern Ireland. They settled on 21 players from the local area who managed to win their game on penalties after drawing 2-2. So, guys, I just want to sometimes we get behind a random team. And I really think that from now on, we are Team Unuthsby Welfare in the second round of the FA Welsh Youth Cup or whatever it is. Um, And I'll pop the story out on social media, but they're through to the next round. They've done so well. Honestly, you need to see the scenes on social media of when they actually won on penalties. These 21 young lads who had never played a game together before. They've just done a little bit of training and they are through to the next round. So I think that's absolutely brilliant. And I think from now on, we are all team Anutsui, aren't we? That's really? absolutely
0: fine. I'm up for it, as long as it's not hashtag United.
3: Yes.
1: Hashtag, hashtag Fair. I don't really know how you... <laughs> it's spelled with a Y. But yeah, it's definitely Anutsui, apparently. Um, so just one last mention tonight, of course, for our sponsors, the Riverside Cafe, without whom we would not be here this evening. So, Dickie, if anyone wants to find you on social media and get in touch to tell you where they are now, how can they find you?
3: Um, they can uh, find me at Dickie Allen. If they want to ask me any questions, that I might be able to find out the answer that my dad told me. And then, uh, yeah, you can come along and have a, have a go with that.
1: All right, Dickie. So, James, my darling, lovely boy, if anyone wants to find you on social media, if they want to get in touch and tell you how much they like your little beard, how can they do that?
2: Little beard i'm Big I'm beard going at the moment i'm kind of going for the average winter. size beard, i'm going for winter styling to uh well there's two options you can get me on twitter at james marriott or um if you search for at accidental p you can just find me via that you know
1: that is just going to be your life from now on isn't it you can have it as your tinder bio i was once featured on accidental partridge mm. Anyway, if you want to find Dan Fudge on social media because he's disappeared at the moment because he's had to go back to run his nightclub or whatever, you can find him at Dan Fudge. Um, Kind of goes without saying, really, doesn't it? If you want to find me, I'm at victorian1867. Thank you for listening. I'm sorry if I sound smashed. I really wish I was. See you next week.
0: Keep up to date with the Wednesday Week on Twitter at twwcast or on our website thewednesdayweek.co.uk. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget share boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mates already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points back of the net. lubosh Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Participate participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com for more information see you later
3: this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans